0: Love Talk Radio. Hello, welcome everyone to Keys to Clarity Radio. I am thrilled to have you here. This is your host Louise Crooks, the Keys to Clarity Coach. And um, Keys to Clarity Radio. If you, if this is the first time you're visiting, is um, a radio show dedicated to the growth of. Um, Soul-driven business owners, people in the fields of healing and transformation, um, and really helping you to support you in, the biz- in your business growth, but also to um, support the, the stuff that is underneath, because I believe that we bring all of ourselves to our business, body, mind, and spirit. And it's so important for us to be taking care of ourselves in all of those arenas so that we can grow in our businesses. So you'll find that in the archives of the show that there are many different episodes on business resources and how tos things ways to market your business, ways to get out there and sell all of those wonderful things as well as ways to connect to your inner guides your you, you know your intuitive self um, how to take care of yourself, how to organize how to declutter all of those wonderful things so I encourage you to Look into the archives and see if there's something there for you um, that really just might speak to you in this moment. Um, there are over 150 shows um, in the archives, so something there for you. And we have I've had the privilege of interviewing amazing people on the show, the likes of Addie Brown, uh, Marsha Weeder, um, uh, Michael Port, Michael Lozier. Uh, Nick Ortner from the Tapping Summit. So many amazing people. So just dig in and enjoy. And today. Um, oh, and by the way, if you want to learn more about keys, to, the Keys to Clarity community, and be reminded about the shows coming up um, um, in this community, then um, go to Keys to Clarity dot com. That's my website. You'll find a blog there that's also got lots of great information. Um, and sign up on the right side of the page. You'll see a little gift there for you, the five critical pieces um, business owners need to um, put in place t- um, to have a successful business. And um, sign up there, you'll get that um, free report and you'll also then be added to my um, community to share about the show and other exciting things coming up too. So that's keys to Clarity.com. If you would like to um, share about the show today, feel free to um, use your um, tweet, use Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn and um, post um, with a hashtag KTC Radio. And feel free to either dial in on 347-945-6963 to listen, or you can post the URL um H T T P colon forward slash forward slash bud U R L that's B U D U R L dot com forward slash pop P O P versus with a shortened version of that V S Prof P R O S Pop V S Prof. Okay, so please do go ahead and share and uh, tell people about what you're listening to and we'd love to have them come and listen as well. All right, Um, so I am delighted to be um, welcoming someone who's been on the radio show before, um, a while back now, I believe, um, and one of my favorite people. Um, She's a good friend and colleague and... um, She has the most – she is a brilliant coach and, um, you know, just has so much going for her and she um, is just so talented with the work that she does. And um, so that is Dr. Rashna Jane. So hi, welcome, Rashna. Hi, Louise. Thanks for having me. (laughs) It's great to have you back. I'm so pleased. (laughs) Um, So just to – Before I introduce Rushna a little bit further, I just want to tell you about what we're talking about today. So the title of the show is Popularity versus Profitability, Don't Fall into the Trap, with our guest and author, Rushna Jain. And we're really going to dive into this topic today. Um, So many people are running their service-based businesses in the helping and healing professions, and they run into this very common trap regarding popularity versus profitability and um uh, is going to be sharing a unique perspective on what to be focusing on first to ensure you attract all the clients you want and have thriving practice so Rushna actually recently authored a fabulous book um i started reading it myself i haven't gotten all the way through but um i'm just really excited about it because even the the title itself says so much it's um It's dedicated towards non-techie people like many of us in this community called Internet Marketing for the Rest of Us. Um, So also called the Bible of Online Business, this book gives you specific and actionable strategies to make your business more visible and more profitable online. So Roshna is a qualified therapist. She knows exactly what it's like to be passionate about what we do and yet struggle with driving visitors to our website and online marketing. So um, here we get to find out where you should be focusing your energies for a profitable business experience and one that feels in alignment but also um, is not overwhelming us and burning us out um, and leaving us feeling strug- um, like we're struggling and not getting the income coming in, you know, focusing our energies in the right way. Let me tell you a little bit about Rashna. Um, I know her well, of course, but um, I want to just share a little bit more information to you about her. Um, so Rushna, Dr. Rashna Jane works with her clients to help them become more profitable and popular using the Internet. Rushna has been working online for more than 14 years and has built three six-figure-plus businesses in that time. She is the author of five books. She's been interviewed on more than 500 major media publications and has guested on top 10 radio shows um, as well as NBC's Today Show. Wow, Rashna, I didn't know that you were on NBC's Today Show. That's pretty awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was. Yeah, very nice. And um, it's Rashna's mission to help heart-centered entrepreneurs benefit from technology that will help them to do more good in the world. And in her free time... Rashna makes jewelry, pottery, mosaics. She's a digital photographer. She's a social dancer. She's just amazing. She does all these different things and still has time to have a life. So <laughs> it's amazing. She just inspires me so much. Um, and you can find out more about um, Rashna on her website, profitable profit, beg your pardon, ProfitablePopularity.com. ProfitablePopularity.com. Before I go any further, I do want to let you know that um, Rashna has been very generous and she's giving us the opportunity to um, read or rather listen to the first two chapters of her book, um, How to Be Profitable and Popular in Your Online Business. And you can do that by going to this special link, which is uh, budurl.com. There's no www just budurl.com budurl.com forward slash popularity online so that's budurl, budur budurl.com forward slash popularity online All right so Rashna <laughs> let's dive in. okay so I am ready. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about um your journey and and how you came to doing this work that you're doing around um you know helping heart-centered business owners um you know build their businesses in this way and, and tapping into this part around um building an online business. What how did how did you get there Rashna?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to, to share that. So I've been working online since 1998, which is practically the start of the Internet as we know it. And mm-hmm. at that point, I came, I came online to actually build my psychology practice. Um, and so I put up a very ugly one-page website <laughs> uh, that I basically, <laughs> basically used to try and attract uh, psych- psychotherapy clients to my practice. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I did that actually pretty successfully, and so that went really well. Then I decided to explore the world of coaching. And so I set up a coaching website in similar fashion and used the Internet again to fill that coaching practice. Um, and then I began to think, like, wow, you know, this is, pretty, this is pretty cool. I'm able to connect with people and attract them and bring them into my businesses. Um, and then after that, I started to get inquiries from people about how I did it, and I would say, oh, well, you do this and you do that and you do the other thing, and then they started to say, well, I don't really want to learn it. I just want you to do it for me, <laughs> and so about, about uh, 2003, I
0: mm-hmm. started
1: uh, doing it in a very limited way for uh, – actually, I was, I was very lucky because I got some really high-profile clients um, right away. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in 2003, I started doing it for other businesses, and uh, now I've been doing it uh, since then, and helping uh, my clients grow their online communities and uh, streamline how they're selling online so that they're making yeah. more money. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's basically how I got how I got started, and and the parts I really like about it are that, you know, I get to use my psychology degree in designing the marketing campaigns. Um, mm-hmm. I really love the idea that we're able to create connection and influence with people that we can help Um, Mm. and I really see it I really see that being able to help my clients achieve their goals uh, it really does help me spread more uh, you know
0: more good in the world
1: Mm. uh, than I'd be able to do just on my own
0: yeah that makes so much sense Rashna. you and I are so aligned in that way we're the ripple through our clients exactly absolutely absolutely yeah, it's a really fascinating journey, and um, you know you bring so much experience to the table, and so much of it has been through your own learning. You know, um, in situ. You know, with, with the with the um, businesses that you've built in the past, and you really bring so much to the table because of your successes. Um, it's really great, and then having this uh, combination of your therapy background, so really understanding and um, the people that you're helping you know um in their helping fields to relate to these techie pieces, I think it's just so powerful, so I'm so glad that you're doing this work Rushna, um, because it's it's um it's so valuable.
1: yes, I'm glad too thank you
0: mm. <laughs> so tell us about what you mean by you know we we talked about this trap of popularity versus um profitability, can you tell me or tell our audience a little bit about what you mean by um, both of those terms, popularity um, versus popularity?
1: Sure. So popularity, so actually let me start with profitability. Okay. So profitability, profitability, the way that I think of it, is really about how much money you want to make and keep in your, mm-hmm. in your business. Uh-huh. and i see pop, i see the purpose of popularity online uh, to to be helping you connect with connect with the people who could help you make that money uh-huh. now i i want to be very clear that that i you know i i like money yes i don't think that money <laughs> is the answer you know is the answer to everything so so i'm not advocating that we you know we don't build relationships and we don't connect with people for other you know other social or other uh, other reasons or needs. But one of the biggest mistakes I see uh, I see online business owners making, and typically it happens in the in the helping and healing professions, is there's a mistaken belief that if you are popular online, meaning everyone knows you or knows your name, that you will automatically be profitable online. And that's just not yeah. that's just not true.
0: Yeah, that makes so much sense, Rashna. And I can tell you that I fell into that trap. So mm. you know, um, for everyone out there, you know, um, this is you know, having that massive visibility doesn't necessarily translate into profits in your business. I learned that the hard way. So um, you know, um, if you have that tendency to be looking at things that way, I just want to, you know, to, you, to have this, this warning, you know. It, um, it's that, you know, war- forewarning is, is, um, is really helpful because um, we don't want people to make the same mistakes <laughs> that we've made. So yes. thanks for that, Rasha. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, so, so the thing that's really important is that there's really, I think, a life cycle of certain activities that suit your business at various stages of its growth. And yes. w- and so if we make it really, really specific, you know, too often we see really new, new in business, coaches or healers uh, begin to have plans to put together, you know, a really large telesummit or a video yes. summit. Or yes. they try to attract all of these really well-known speakers <clears throat> for yes. for an event that they're doing. And the mm-hmm. problem with that is that if you have not really tested your business idea, you don't mm-hmm. have a sales process that works, you're going yeah. to end up spending a lot of time and a lot of money building out this huge tele-summit or video summit, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to return. You're not going to be able to receive a return on your investment. And yeah. the, the, problem is, the problem with that is that if you already are not bringing in enough money, a majorly executed uh, telesummit or video summit um, could could actually make your business fail even though technology mm. has gotten a lot easier and a lot simpler uh, yeah. to use compared to when I started you know so so it's so it's really it's a very crucial conversation that you want to be yeah. focused first on profitability
0: yeah it makes so much sense uh, Rashna it's actually been a little um, a bit of a, a thorn in my side recently you know i've been Excuse me. Um, you know, seeing um people out there telling newbies or people who are sort of starting out to do these telesummits and um you know, these things that people aren't necessarily ready for and it it's it really is a way to break your business, you know, before you've even started um to get any traction. So I'm really glad that we're having this conversation.
1: Yes, me too. Mm,
0: uh, mhm. Uh-huh. So um, do you think there's still value in amassing large followings online? I do. I do think there's a value in that.
1: And here's, mm-hmm. here's the places where I think it's valuable. The first is if you've already created a financially stable business, meaning yeah. you have regular clients and you have regular income. If you have a desire to have national or global impact, you mm-hmm. definitely need to build a larger online following because um, you really need that platform to be able to drive, you know, your mission forward. So yeah. I, definitely, I definitely think there's value in it as long as you have a business case or a business reason for doing it. You know, um, again, it's the idea that, that people sometimes go forward and they spend a lot of time in social media. They spend a lot of time building their fans and followers. Uh, but at the end, they have nothing – to sell them, or they don't know how to sell to them effectively and so yeah. i had I had an experience uh, I had an experience once where I was contacted by a woman, and this was some years ago now, and she had amassed like uh, eight hundred thousand followers on twitter oh my lord goodness yeah she had she had eight hundred thousand followers on twitter
0: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so
1: she she had done, you know, really, really well at gathering attention, like, you know, garnering attention. Yes. But the, pro- but the problem was is that she was spending uh, full days and full weeks supporting her online community who weren't buying anything from her. She had nothing, she didn't know what to sell them, and anything she tried to sell them didn't, didn't work. Yeah. And so after about four months of doing this, she was really you know she was really frustrated and kind of angry um and you know and and even if you don't amass eight hundred thousand followers you know i think I think everyone probably can relate to feeling like you might be putting in more effort into growing your community and not always seeing the return that you were hoping for. And so, yeah. you know, so I think it's it's really important to build return in as you're working on building the community. So try to try to get return as you're seeking to grow the community further.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is also part of the reason why I think it's so important for people to um, be working with a coach, you know, as they're building their business because often I find, and um, you know, again, Having made that mistake myself, you know that uh, we focus on the wrong things first, and um, you know that that's a common mistake. So you know there's a sequence to the things that we're doing, um, you know, and it it, it it makes sense with you know with what you're sharing right now. You know that's important. You know to have that support. It, yeah. it
1: absolutely is, and yeah, it absolutely is. And if you're if you're looking to make you know, big investments, it's always wise, I think, to invest in solid mentoring or coaching mm, mm. because that will help, that will help you. Mm. Uh, it'll help shorten your learning curve a lot.
0: Definitely. And it'll help you mm. kind of get, get where you want to
1: where you go
0: faster. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people also get stuck on this idea that they pay for their modality, you know, the, what, what the training that they've had to do what they want to do. But, they, but there's this other piece that um, is about trying to figure out this business piece on their own, and, and really, it's also another part of the investment that you're making, you know, to to learn how to run your business and create this business, and you know, investing in a mentor or coach, you know, to support you in in doing that very early on. I wish that I I had done that early on. Um, you know, is is really valuable, really really valuable. It, um, it, it
1: absolutely is. And, and actually, let me add one thing there, Louise, if yeah. I can, is that, yeah. is that it's, also, it's also really important, I think, even more so now, because mm. I, remember, I remember when I first started working <clears throat> on the Internet, uh, the technology to do all of the online marketing was so expensive. I mean, it used, yeah. to, cost, it used to cost like $1,000 a minute to put a video right. online. I'm talking about like way back when, yeah. And yeah. now, you know, now you can grab your iPhone and you can take a video of yourself doing something and then put it up on mm-hmm. YouTube and you know, like te- in ten five or mm-hmm. ten minutes. But the yeah. the mistake, technology is so easy, they get really caught up in technology yeah. and tactics without strategy, and and the strategy yeah.
0: the is, is really objects, w- isn't
1: it? Yeah, the it is. It, is. Syndrome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, abso- it absolutely is, and so the. The strategy is where working with a coach or a mentor, you know, can really help you understand how to use the technology to serve your
0: goals. Yeah, that makes total sense. And also it's that, you know, because people are then struggling, they're buying all the different things that they think they should know because everyone in the community is telling them they should. They're buying that and it becomes, um, you know, adds to the struggle because then the finances aren't there and they're overwhelmed and feeling burnt out and disillusioned. And, um, you know, then it becomes that, you know, then you're looking for the magic bullet, which is just not helpful to you. So just having that solid support, consistent, solid support from the beginning, which is focused on you and your business, is just so valuable. Forget about all the programs and things, you know, to begin with. It's it's really, really important to just have that guidance. So. I couldn't go on enough about that, but we'll we'll leave that for the moment and keep talking about this wonderful topic, um, Rashna. So, in the book, you um, talk about writing about the concept of of true fans, and I think people have a weird feeling around the word fans as well. So let's let's talk about that. Can you tell us more about the concept of true fans?
1: Yes. So true fan is a concept that uh, I originally first heard from Kevin Kelly, who is the uh, a past editor of Wired magazine. And what Kevin Kelly talks about is he says that the difference between a fan and a true fan is that a true fan will actually purchase from you. And in his example, he talks about a mythical music band. And he says that if a mis- if, a, if a music band were to have 1000 fans each of whom spent $100 a year and so that could be $100 in concerts or t-shirts or hats or record albums or CDs or MP3s anything like that if they had 1000 true fans who each spent $100 a year they would be making $100,000 a year so six figure yeah. business just yeah. from 1000 just from 1000
0: people and now, it doesn't sound that talented. It doesn't sound that, doesn't sound that daunting, that right? It doesn't sound that <laughs> daunting.
1: Yeah, it, it, no. to, it, to, yeah it, to, it totally doesn't. And that's actually the mm. point, that what I talk about in my book is that it takes fewer people than you think to make the money yeah. you want to make, right? Yeah. The, big, the big problem is that people become too focused on trying to get more and more people to know of them or in, more and more people onto their email list without actually saying, could I reliably sell $100 worth of product or service to each of these people on my list every year? Yeah. Because if yeah. you can, you only need 1000 people to to make $100,000 a year. You may only need 2000 people to make $200,000 a year.
0: Mhm. Mhm. So the pro, the, which, pro, which the makes problem the problem is sense, then. Yeah, that that yeah. whole piece around profitability versus popularity just shows that you can be profitable without having a huge following. It's just having the right following, the, the more engaged following.
1: It, it, it is, and it's also about shifting your focus as a business owner from, becoming, uh, from, from learning things like, you know, I think list building is important, but list building mm-hmm. is important after you already have a regular income base. Okay. Yeah. It's not yeah. it's not it should not be done at the exclusion of yeah. having real-time clients right now. And so so if yeah. you were to focus, you know, if, if 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 30% even or 50% of the people listening to this call were to shift their focus from generating leads to converting
0: leads, yeah.
1: Their financial their financial
0: picture <laughs> would be very very different in just one month. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, very true and i think a lot of people have the that that is an issue for them is the conversion piece so they they focus on the thing that they feel most comfortable doing you know which is uh you know the re, you know and i'm not speaking for everyone cuz some people find this difficult too but you know um the lead generation and the um the visibility and the list building you know is a a piece that people step into without really recognizing you know how that's going to support them if they haven't got those other pieces in place first um, yes
1: a- absolutely and then they also get they also get very consumed by it you know mm, yes, i only ha- I only have i only have 2000 on, mm-hmm. on my list i only have 3000 on my list i only have 4000 yeah. oh and 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 the problem becomes is that with the greater and greater fragmentation of the mm-hmm. online world there's greater and greater segmentation it is becoming yeah. increasingly more difficult to build very large email lists, and so if your whole business yeah. strategy is based on this idea of building a twenty thousand person mailing list for your one business you're going to be spending uh, you 're going to be spending too much time to build it because it, because the online the online world is making it more difficult to do that now yeah
0: yes, that makes sense Rashna no, it, it does, and it's you know part of the reason why I focus on helping my clients to, um, you know, get really clear on their, their niche or niche, as the Americans like to say, <laughs> you know, and yes. being able to, to create that focus in their business. And then it's about getting people who, you know, really are, are pre-qualified, you know, uh, and, you know, that can mean a number of different things. I'm sure that's also part of what a true fan is, um, Russia. So maybe you want to say a little bit more about that.
1: Sure. So So when we talk about... Then, the idea of the true fan is we 're really looking for the shortest pathway to be able to move people from hearing about us for the first time to liking us, knowing us, and trusting us, and then uh, purchasing from us or taking yeah. a recommendation of ours to purchase from somebody else and um, you know and the thing that I would just say is that sometimes people get very stymied about how to build relationships online, but mm. in many ways it 's done. <clears throat> very similarly to how you build them in real life. You know, mm-hmm. you meet somebody for one time, you agree that you like each other enough to maybe have coffee, and then maybe you have yeah. coffee, and then agree maybe lunch or dinner, and then maybe you start doing activities together. And it's the same exact model uh, to, to do that online. And But the mistakes that people make is they either forget that and try to rush too quickly to the sale yes. so without the relationship, or... Mm-hmm. They uh, they get they get stuck in feeling like because they don't know how to use Facebook or they don't know how to use LinkedIn, they can't make relationships online.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. It's funny because I I had a client this morning who was saying to me um, that she you know she has health issues, so leaving the house and going out to networking meetings and things like that is challenging for her. And yet she was saying to me that Facebook, um, you know, <laughs> her words were. I'm a big fat failure at Facebook. And we had a bit of a laugh, you know. Mm. And so I was saying to her, well, you know, if you were to have a strategy to use Facebook in a way that really served you and got you those connections that you get in a networking group, you know, how much, you know, spending three hours focusing on, on doing that instead of getting to a networking group, meeting people that might randomly be your, your ideal clients, getting back, paying for the experience, um, and then paying for that with your energy and, and um, not necessarily wanting to leave your house, you know, that um, it could be time really worth, worthwhile spent, you know, when you actually have a strategy and know how to use these, these, um, these platforms in a way that's going to serve you.
1: It, it, it absolutely can. The other, the other piece that that example reminds me of is that, you know, the other thing that people uh, do – that I would recommend that they could do better is that they tend to they tend to focus on too many marketing strategies at any one yes. time. Yes, that's so true. So they're on they're on Facebook and they can't use Facebook very well. They don't know how. So then they join mm-hmm. LinkedIn, then they yes. join Twitter, then they start a blog that they don't update, yeah. then they start a newsletter that only goes out every 6 weeks or, you know, less. Yeah. And and then, you know, and so on and so on. And yeah. and so the thing that I the thing that I really see is that if we go back to the idea that it takes fewer people than you think to make the money you want to make then mm-hmm. equally it takes fewer marketing strategies that you need yes. to to make the money you want to make and so i recommend that people focus on two or three core mm-hmm. solid marketing strategies be really consistent yep. with them and focus on building uh, building their business from those avenues so that yes. they you know they dig deeply and learn well whatever their Avenues are, and yeah. they feel com- confident and comfortable. You know, the purpose of business biz- the, pur- the purpose of business is to not always. The, the goal of it is not that you should always feel out of your element or uncomfortable mm-hmm. or like you don't know what the hell is going on. That's not the point yeah. of, of anything <laughs> in your business. You
0: know? Yeah, exactly. I, I'm totally with you on that. It's it's something I'm always saying to my clients too. And you know, we can get to do things with more ease. You know, less pressure. And, and do things in a consistent manner, and you'll start to see results, you know. Um, and when you do it with some kind of strategy, you know, when you're trying to figure it all out on your own, do everything at the same time, um, it just doesn't really work very well. So it's, it's, um, no, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, so you talk about, in the book, you talk about writing about the idea of concentric circles of relationship building, I'd love you to tell us a little bit more about that, Rushna but before we do that, I just want everyone listening to the call just to remember, um, or if you're new on the call, to let you know that Rushna is giving us two audios of chapters from how to be profitable and popular in your online business book. This is the book that we're talking about. Um, And um, the link to get your two audios, and I highly recommend it because the information that Rushna is giving in her book is just, is just fabulous. I've, I've started reading the book and I just love it. Um, so the, the link is budurl.com. That's B-U-D-U-R-L.com. There's no W-W. Um, so budurl.com forward slash popularity online wideurl.com forward slash popularity online and go get your two audio chapters uh, from the um, book Internet Marketing for the Rest of Us, How to Be Pop- Profitable and Popular in Your Online Business. Okay, so let's go back to that question, uh, Rashner about this idea of concentric circles of relationship building. I think that, that, that sounds fascinating. I don't, I don't think I got to that point, so I'm interested to hear more about that.
1: Yes, so the idea of concentric circles of relationship building is really very similar to kind of how we build relationships in person. And I've basically taken that model of building uh, relationships in person to moving them online. And the way that it works is that you will always have people that you know personally personally. You know, even online, there's people that you know I have maybe first met through Facebook, and then I actually met them in real life, and then my relationship with them deepened in some way. And so your your first circle is really about the the people that you know and care for, and you know are really close with in your mm-hmm. daily life. The right. the next circle, the next circle out from that, is people that they know that you might also like. And mm-hmm. so you can, re- I mean, you can really build a very solid online network using the same kind of model that you'd build a very solid in-person network. So mm-hmm. an example would be, Louise, like if you and I, I know, as we are colleagues and friends, then let's say that you have a, another colleague or friend that you would like me to meet.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I, we go, you know, So all three of us go to lunch together, and then I right. really like her, and then she and I connect. Mm-hmm online. And then, um, and then she says, oh, there's somebody else that you should meet that I know. And then I meet that person and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. The, the, the thing is, is that if you really want to see uh, income, great income in your business, you, you need to build relationships online the way that you build them in real life. Yeah, And so it, it's something more and it requires more effort than just simply amassing emails, you know, a bunch of email addresses of people who don't know Mm you, um, and you don't know them. Um, And so this idea of of concentric, you know, circle building is really about building ever greater circles of influence uh, Mm -hmm. based on the relationships you have and the relationships you cultivate.
0: Yes. Beautiful. And those relationships um, can be really powerful when you do it that way, because you know, they're either going to become clients or they're going to become referral partners for you. So, um, you know, particularly when you establish that bond and there's there's a crossover that feels, you know, relevant and good. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. So you've also got a very um, intriguing hierarchy of business needs in Chapter 17. Um, and I've seen you talk about this before, Arushna, so... I, I'm really excited for you to share about this. So please dive into that and tell us exactly what you mean by that, you know, what this hierarchy of business needs is.
1: Sure. So the model for the hierarchy of business needs comes out of the work of Abraham Maslow, who uh, was a humanistic psychologist. And what he created was Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and it deals mm-hmm. with human motivation. And it talks about the idea that for, for humans – we need to have our needs met in a hierarchical or tiered stepwise fashion um, in order to be able to achieve at our highest level. And so what he talks about is that, for example, we need to meet our needs for food and shelter and sleep before we meet our needs for belonging.
0: We need to meet mm-hmm. our
1: needs for belonging before we meet our needs for um, uh, for self-actualization, for example, which is his highest mm-hmm. level of, of the hierarchy, and so yeah. what I basically what I basically did is I took his model and I overlaid it onto business. And the way that the hierarchy of needs—I um, didn't call it this, but now it's called Jane's hierarchy of needs—the um, <laughs> way that it—the way that it—um—the way that it lays out is it talks about the order in which you want to build your business. It mm-hmm. talks about creating creating a financially sustainable business first,
0: yes. then
1: building a fi- building a financial reserve, then mm-hmm. growing your popularity, then building your platform, and then leaving your legacy. Okay? So in my yes. model, you cannot leave a legacy if you cannot
0: pay your bills. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Absolutely. That makes total sense. And, but, you know, what do you... But, mm-hmm.
1: Go ahead. Oh, but I was gonna, what I was going to say though is, it does make total sense when you hear it that way. Yet mm-hmm. again, you know, we both know, we both know of yeah. situations where people have built their businesses opposite. You know, they've gone to yeah, really hopefully. create these big, these really big legacy moves um, when
0: they they can't afford they can't afford that. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I see it all the time. And, you know, I think this is so relevant to the community that we're talking to, too, because um, if you're out there listening, you know, chances are that you want to leave your mark. You want to make a difference in the world. And yet, you know, so many uh, folks in the helping and healing fields um, have issues around um, asking for money and, um, you know, focusing on creating a profitable business and and yet they have this such a strong desire to to leave a legacy or you know have some kind of impact in that way so that um you know what they're doing leaves a mark and um you know i know that when we talk about legacy we're probably also talking more about you know creating something really um powerful and and sustainable and will be there long after we've gone um you know so there're different levels of legacy but you know to do things in a really powerful and big way you know means that we need to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves and creating a profitable business first so that we can really step into that in a big way
1: Yes, and, and really the thing is is that there is an order, right? Louise has said it, mm. I've said it. There is an yep. order. And if you if you try to go out of order, you're gonna have a lot more struggle and difficulty than you need to. You know, one of the yes. one of the um one of the things that, that the requests that I get very often is that mm-hmm. if a new client contacts me, a potential new client contacts me, more more often than not they have some goal that they want to become the next Oprah or they want to become yeah. the next Brene Brown or they want to mm-hmm. become the next, um, you know, whoever, whoever else.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: <clears throat> all of that is a really, all of that is wonderful and all of that is great. And it's, yeah. perhaps, it's possible, you know, it can happen. Yeah. But, yeah. but the, the thing is, is though, if you, if you can't get 10 people to pay attention to you yet because you haven't mm-hmm. learned how. If you can't get 10 mm-hmm. people to pay attention to you, you can't yeah. get 10,000 people to pay attention
0: to you. Right. And, and I think a lot of people also um, don't, when they look at those people and they're so inspired by them and they want to emulate what they're doing, they don't recognize that that person wasn't an overnight success. They've come from yes. many, many years of building from, you know, one small step that they took in the beginning and incrementally growing on that and to getting to where they are now. So it's taken years for them to get to that point. Um, and often they've gotten a leg up somewhere along the way to get that exposure. But, um, you know, I think that's a that's a big trap that a lot of, um, you know, a lot of healers fall into as well. They see the potential of what they could be doing. And as you say, it's absolutely possible but there's a whole load of stuff that happens before they get to that point. um You have to build that credibility and that business um foundation you know and, and have a successful and thriving business to be able to get to that that level Yes, absolutely mhm. So when you look at the hierarchy of business needs um Rushna, can you say a little bit more about um you know where people tend to? make mistakes along the sequence of that. We talked a little bit about the profit and popularity piece, but I, yes. you know, I think there's a little bit more information we can perhaps um, share about that.
1: Yes. So, so the, mistakes I, the mistakes that I see most often is mm. uh, in the first, the first level, the shift from financial sustainability to financial reserve, which is the, second, mm-hmm. the first and second levels. Uh, I think people don't save enough. Very practically, they don't save enough money uh, mm-hmm. to support their businesses. You know? And in service businesses particularly, it's, it's difficult to do because for, for many new businesses, our incomes are tied to the hours that we put in. And yes. after a point, it becomes physically impossible to put in any more hours. And so mm-hmm. it's really, really important uh, at the beginning stages of your business to be very prudent with your money so that you can uh, create – some uh, reserve and, and save some money uh, because that will give you more freedom later. So look at it as kind of a yeah. short-term, you know, a short-term uh, delayed gratification for benefit yeah. later. The other, yeah. uh, the other place where there tends to be a um, there tends to be a bit of a breakdown is when people are moving from the stage of growing popularity to building their platform. So yeah. the thing about growing your popularity that is really a A model that you drive you as the okay. business owner, you as the personality of your business mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you shift when you shift to building a platform though that 's when you have to really be able to harness the help of other people because mm. you you yourself cannot possibly know everything you need to know so so you see it when people are trying to Publish a book through traditional means. They have to get an agent. They have to get, you know, um, they have to get a publisher to sign them. Mm -hmm. When they're looking to start having national media coverage, they need to, you know, perhaps hire a PR person or get some help on that. They need to get media coaching. Um, And and when you are ready or wanting to build your platform. You need to have, again, money to do that. So you'll need to have good reserve to, to mm-hmm. be able to do that. And then you have to be really willing to be coachable um, because yeah. sometimes what happens is, is people get so filled with their own hype at the popularity mm-hmm. stage <laughs> that, they're not, that they don't realize that they're not really good on camera or they don't mm-hmm. give good interviews on the radio uh, when it comes to the mm-hmm. platform stage. And so, you know, so at the at the beginning it's really about being able to save your money and then being able to hire help as you proceed mm-hmm. through the hierarchy.
0: Right. Yeah, that's those are really great insights, Rushna. Um it's fascinating. I um I highly recommend folks out there listening um to get this book that Rushna wrote. It's um, again it's called Internet Marketing for the Rest of Us. Um how to be profitable and popular in your online business. And uh, she's offering two audios of chapters from that book. And um, I know you'll find the information in there extremely valuable. So go and get that. Uh, You can go to uh, budurl.com forward slash popularity online. Budurl.com forward slash popularity online. There's no www in that URL. And it's B-U-D-U-R-L dot com forward slash popularity online. All right. So, Rashna, how do you know when you've reached profitable popularity?
1: The way that I define it is you know when you've reached profitable popularity, when you have a steady inflow of new opportunities and new clients, when you're making the money that you want to make, and that you have a community around you that feels supportive and uh, is able to help you move your business forward.
0: Mm, wonderful. Um, yeah, that makes, that makes sense. And um, you know, when you put all these pieces into place, it really helps to drive you to that point um, where you have the benefit of all those, those aspects of your business playing together in perfect harmony, and and um, you know, seeing the results that you want, um, which is very satisfying.
1: And yeah, you are definitely certainly
0: is. a role model in that, um, Rashna. So it's just fabulous that you've um, translated all your hard work and given us a a sense of how to get there. You know, through um, a, a process, which is which is great. Um. So. Before we wrap up, I'm going to ask you in a moment, Rushna, um, if you have a, um, uh, a pearl of wisdom that you want to leave our guests with. But before we do that, I just want to let everyone know that I too have um, something that I'd like to give folks listening to on the show. Um, we've talked a little bit about the whole aspect of relationship building, being a key part of um, you know, building that base of our business and being able to... Um, get the clients in. And and so I am going to share with you um, a free uh, networking, a a, a gift on networking. So it's actually a a report I've written called The Seven Do's and Don'ts of Networking. And this is really um, helping you to become effective in terms of connection, um, you know, contacting people who you have an alignment with around what you're doing in your business and building that relationship and taking the salesiness out of out of that experience. And this will translate perfectly to the online world too. So as Roshna says, that um, what you do in person is also what you do online. So you'll really get um, an opportunity just to, to learn the do's and don'ts and be in the business of being and serving to avoid being salesy and making those connections so you can build long-term friendships and partnerships and also get clients. And you can get that by going to, again, budurl.com, B-U-D-U-R-L.com. No www in there. Just budurl.com forward slash networking report, forward slash networking report. Okay, I hope you get lots of juice from that. All right, so Rashna, let's um, tie up our conversation in a nice, neat bow. And, and I'd love to hear from you. You know what you, what your final words of wisdom are for our guests.
1: Yes. So, so I think the the biggest thing that I would say is that if you're uh, that you can track the growth of your profitability and your popularity. And so so putting numbers to it is a really, really helpful process to tell you if your marketing is working. And so if you are, for example, uh, spending time uh, in social media, you can track what kinds of responses you're getting, how many people are liking your Facebook posts, how many people are commenting. Um, You can take a look at your website traffic and see how many people are clicking through when you offer something on Facebook. Um, the, the thing about metrics that's really, really important is it moves the, the idea of, of how your business is growing. It moves it from the idea of feelings to more an idea of facts. Mm. And so when you're looking at all of the different marketing avenues that you have, if you really look at the ones that you are working consistently and you start to put measurement on those, How many speaking gigs did I get this month? How many people signed up for my free gift? How many people contacted me uh, for my free gift? How many discovery sessions or strategy sessions did I have this month? Um, Just that simple act of tracking how you're doing will help you know uh, more, like whether you need to be doing more or whether you need to be converting better. And so again, yeah. it comes back to the idea that you know you don't may not always need more leads or more potential prospects to work with. You may just yeah. need to improve your capacity to convert them. And so keeping track yeah. of your numbers is a really good is a really good uh, tip that's pretty simple to do. And I do yeah. talk
0: about uh, what to measure uh, in my book as well. Uh, awesome. Yeah, it's really important. I think it's something that a lot of business owners don't pay attention to. Um, at, in the, at the outset, um, but the key here is that when you're trying all these new things that you want to try, and I, I, I totally um, uh, resonate with that um, message you gave earlier uh, around um, having only two or three strategies that you're doing very well. But you know, mm-hmm. when you are starting out, you you do want to see what what you're doing and see if what's working. And you know, when you're able to see what's working, you can make choices. Um, if you if you're able to see that something's not working, you can make some choices around that too. It just gives you the ability to um be more in control of what you 're doing and not be um chasing something that just is having no effect whatsoever or at least being able to make some tweaks you know to to you know change what you 're doing for the better so you know I really encourage everyone to to really pay attention to that tip because it's it's um it's really important beautiful Well, thank you so much Rashna, for spending some time with us today it's always a pleasure and um, Uh, thank you
1: thank you for having me
0: oh it's a it's a pleasure Rashna, really and um, i look forward to interviewing you on your next book when when that is ready um i know that you've brought out another one as well what's the name of the other book that you've just brought out
1: uh, the, the, the other book I have uh, that I recently was uh, sharing more about is called Overcome Rejection the Smart Way,
0: and it's a mm. five-step
1: process for becoming
0: more rejection-proof uh, in your life and business. Oh, nice. Beautiful. So I'm guessing when folks go to your website um, through that link we've been given, they'll also um, be able to search for more information about that, too. So yes, congratulations they're, they're on that.
1: Yes,
0: Yeah, and I think we need to get you back to talk about that book because it's um, – of awesome um, information there as well. All right, Great. beautiful. Thanks. Thanks so much, Rashna. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, next time on Key Security Radio in June, because I'm going to be traveling in between, and um, you know, we're going to be talking about uh, money and you know, bringing an income into your business and how to look at um, the issues that uh, might be holding you back around um, Feeling stuck around money, and um, I think this is such a big conversation for folks. And I've got a really great um, guest coming on to talk about that with us. So I look forward to sharing more with you. Again, if you'd like to get an update about that, um, just go to keys to clarity. com, sign up in the box on the right hand side, and um, you'll be sure to get updates as they come along about the show. All right, take care, everyone. Have a beautiful spring and I'll see you again in June. Bye now.